1: Hey guys, welcome back. Happy Friday. We are back for another podcast. Since the last podcast, there's been stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, it, the there's fans. a lot going on. Especially edit. I am editing the East Coast piece, and I keep sending you and Chance little snippets. It's funny because it's funny. It, we're having a lot of fun with that piece. And I'm also kind of reliving the trip and realizing it was I mean, it was fun at the time, but something about reliving it, I'm like, that really was fun, which is cool.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to share it. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad to share that. And Todd has been Buried under digital footage. Oh, yes. Chance. Big time. And these guys have been editing for TV. That is July 2 for Season 11 mm-hmm. on the Motor Trend Cable Channel at 730 Eastern. Coming to you soon. And we'll be soon to the other platforms, YouTube yep. Yep. Uh, included, very soon after that airs mm-hmm. and, and debuts. But we've got Formula 1 cars. We've got the East Coast trip. We've got yeah. so many good episodes, comparison it's really episodes. It's, it's really cool. It's yeah. really interesting. I want to encourage everybody mm. to make sure you type in your VIN. If you own a particular Ford, you might have been following along with the recalls. Mm -hmm. We don't cover recalls because there's so many for every car manufacturer so often. Mm -hmm. But it just seems like there's been a little uptick here. And so far, Ford is leading the way for 2022 in amount of recalls. Mm. The recent NHTSA bulletin covers escapes and C-Maxes and transit connexes. I like connexes. Connexes Transit connexes is right. That should be the
1: the, the plural of that for sure. Brain almost fused together there. It's all all, all good. And
0: and edge. Don't forget the 2015 to 2018 edge. So what you can do is go to the Ford recall website, type in your VIN and find out if it does have a recall because a damaged or missing shift cable bushing may prevent the vehicle from shifting into the intended gear and it might Mm. roll
1: away. When you're in park, which That's is crazy, not what park means. I, I, park is not supposed to mean <laughs> c- vehicles currently moving. That's true. I also, I, I should note, you kind of mentioned already, this is not unique to any manufacturer. Really isn't. Pick, pick your manufacturer. They've gotten a recall for something. Some of them are scary. Some of them are really. You did a whole recall for that. But there are recalls for any car <laughs> you can imagine. The, the, the Firestone
0: wa- tire debacle from the nineties. What, 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 <clears throat> what strikes
1: me is funny though. Anytime, and there's more to just discuss here. But what strikes me is really funny. Anytime a recall happens, especially one at scale, mm-hmm. is there's always a segment of us car people who write that brand off. But I keep thinking. Don't we have really short memories? Yeah. Because you don't have to go back yeah. very far until the brand that you love also had a recall. Yes. They've they all this happens across the board and this is terrible. Watch the movie Fight Club where they talk <laughs> okay. about when recalls finally become high enough that it has to matter now the one in Fight Club is really gruesome but they talk about it in Fight Club and you start to go hmm I guess I need to be cynical recalls are everybody but yeah so that's going on but meanwhile while they're doing that that wasn't the only recall there's been a large recall on the Mach-E 49,000 Mustang Mach-E electric vehicles were recalled because a part
0: could overheat really and result in a loss of propulsion power the automaker will update vehicle software to address the issue. That's great. But then Ford recalled 53,103 four door new Broncos 21 and 22 vehicles because the passenger side rear door may be open from inside the vehicle when the child safety
1: lock is on the on position. So mm-hmm. it, it wasn't connected to anything. It was just a switch. It's just a switch. But see, that's that's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I see why you did the recall, but also there's there's nothing wrong with the vehicle's ability to drive. The Mach-E one is very interesting because that speaks to something else. Something over either, not a battery-powered no, there's, vehicle? there's two categories, huh. okay? I'm going to put two categories on electric vehicle makers, Okay, those that have done a recall and those that haven't yet. There will be no one that does not do a big recall on their electric vehicle. This is the new tech. Everybody freaked out when the Bolt had a recall. Now it's the Mach-E's turn. Tesla has had them as well. These these batteries, the amount of heat they create, Mm -hmm. the fact that they are... Utterly resistant to things like water when they do combust. They're just they don't care. Water is irrelevant to them. Exactly. So so, submerged is irrelevant. There there are actually actually fire departments in the U.S. who their official procedure for an electric car is to dunk it in water and leave it. You're an electric vehicle maker, you've had a recall, or you just haven't yet. I don't believe anyone will go unscathed. It's now Ford's turn. Todd and I had a friend who used to work
0: for the FBI. Mm Mm-hmm. And we had a coffee club with a bunch of other guys one day and we're sitting around one Saturday morning and he told the group, there's two kinds of companies on the planet. Those who have been hacked by the Chinese and those who don't know it yet. (laughs) This is in that category. It is in that category. Absolutely. And we all kind of went, really? Mm -hmm. Are you serious? And he was being serious. He we no looked, longer works for the FBI. He's moved on to a different career. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. he ran three different states. He was led over 300 people. You know, he,
1: he was a guy leaders. that is it, well, funny, though. Keep in mind that the FBI is stateside. They're domestic. Right, okay? right. But what I find funny about it is he was high enough in the FBI that he was on international stuff. And it was like, okay, so you apparently <laughs> know where all the bodies are buried. Exactly. And that was his commentary. We all looked at our phones really suspect about that time. <laughs> we, we were looking started, at our phones like... I looked at our DJI China-made drone and kind of went, huh, (laughs) okay, so that happened. Yes, even Porsches have had recalls.
0: The Cayman had a recall for a fuel sensor, oxygen sensor Mm -hmm. pump thing, and then the aluminum axle side carriers had a bad casting, and they issued the recall, and I got $2,000 worth of warranty done work done and yeah. that was that. So even Porsches, every car mm-hmm. manufacturer for sure. for sure has something they will run into. And this will not stop either because if this is what's happening to Mach now, something overheated, mm-hmm. guess what's going to happen to battery powered electric vehicles in the future. No stuff will overheat, but it's,
1: it's also the, the new technology aspect of it. There are, there are, we didn't know that was going to be a problem going to happen going forward kind of indefinitely on this. And I was thinking about this recently, electric vehicle betas versus astronauts. I know it seems weird, but I'm going to try to land the plane. Think about all the astronauts we've sent into space. Think about how few have died and they have died yes. and some have died yes. tragically yes. Two space shuttles. There's been lots of other stuff around the world that has happened. But in all of those cases, the astronauts were very much signed on the dotted line mm-hmm. that you know you could die mm-hmm. and The smartest brains around were trying to solve every problem they could think of and still some stuff snuck up on them. Now you're talking about that at scale. This is electric vehicles. This is brand new tech, except we're not astronauts that signed on the dotted line to be like, yeah, that'll be fine. Except there is that little button you hit, (laughs) I agree on most vehicles now. That covers the lawyers. I don't think it covers any I don't even think it covers the company. It just covers the lawyers.
0: End user license agreement. I agree. Okay, I agree. I agree. It'll be fine. Cookies, fine. It might not be
1: fine. This is brand new tech. And guess what? There's a lot of power going on. So I keep a list. Uh Uh-oh. A list called
0: Todd Quotes and Nonsensical Made-Up Words.
1: I, I do this. Yes, I do those things. I
0: have kept this list for a long time now. And, and going back through, I, I just recently had an edition. And going back through, I scrolled back up to, let's see, September 21st, 2020. We were driving... And Todd was in the 2020 Nissan Sentra trying really hard to chase after the 2021 Mercedes AMG GLS 63 that I was driving. I don't
1: remember this at all.
0: And he got out after we parked and he pronounced, something important is definitely burning. (laughs) It was just so casual. Like, wow, that was a fun, fast drive. Something important is definitely burning. That's on a gas-powered car. Let's go forward into the future. Mm -hmm. We don't know, but... Yeah, keep on top of your recalls. They are very important because the car manufacturer will fix it for free. That's a good thing. Yes, that's true. So please keep on
1: top of your recalls. Summertime's here, and that means it is car wash season. And my friend Paul tells me I'm always supposed to wash a car in a cool, shady spot. I don't always do that well, but I do use the Brilliant Finish Foaming Sprayer, or actually I use the Boss Foam Cannon from Griot's Garage. You have to use this. It's awesome. If you're a person like me who's not good at this, it makes it far easier. You create a high foam blizzard right in your driveway with little to no work, which I really like. You avoid wash-induced scratches. It is the safest way to wash your car. Try the Griot's Garage Foaming System Complete Kit today and see what the foam is all about. Griot's also
0: has a full ceramic family of products, including Speed Shine, Wash & Coat, and 3-in-1 Wax.
1: All Griot's Garage products are 100% guaranteed, and all liquid products are made in the USA. When you're ordering at griotsgarage.com, use the code EDRIVER for 15% off liquids and 10% off everything else on your order. That's G-R-I-O-T-S. Enjoy the finest quality car care products you can buy at griotsgarage.com. We have two really great car debates, and I noticed you linked them with a like current that? car purchase. Two different people riding in with Alfa Romeo Julias. And if you're not a person that likes the Julia, that's okay. The point is both of them are debating should they go to something else. And Scott specifically is writing because he lives in Scottsdale, Arizona and his wife drives a Alfa Romeo Julia Quadrifoglio in red because she is a real estate agent and he says it is the perfect Real estate agent flex car. Now this is something. If you don't know, flex seriously, car. if you don't know, real estate <laughs> agents. They, they, and and I'm not actually making. I'm not actually making fun. It's a reality of the job. Real estate agents are very concerned about the car they drive. Very true. Because at some point, at minimum, you will see that agent's car outside of every house you go look at with them. At minimum, true. but it, but more likely, you may be actually taxied around to different houses in that person's car. So she needs a big four-door sedan Mm. and she has a red quadrifoglio that everybody compliments because who else in the real estate world in scottsdale is driving around in a julia quadrifoglio in red probably nobody but his wife joanne and they love it and he actually debates scott says the problem is i don't get to drive it much (laughs) but the thing that struck them is a gas is is now expensive which of course it is it will turn but anyway it's expensive And they live in the Valley of the Sun, getting quite a bit of uh, sun power. And so they have solar panels. So maybe they should get an EV.
0: Scott, thank you for writing. On behalf of your wife, Joanne, welcome to the podcast. Welcome Mm -hmm. to the debate. We're very excited to choose something different, but maybe not. I read your email, and I love, Joanne, that you drive this quadrifoglio. It's awesome. Scott says, the performance and sound and allure of the Alpha is second to none. The ride and mileage are its downfalls. Okay, mm-hmm. but Todd is right. You have an image to project and protect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. that definitely goes along with level of success, the level of the home buyer you're showing, what they will expect when you roll up to a house, yeah, yeah. and your hospitality because that is an extension of you. Mm-hmm. Not only is a car an extension of our personalities, this is an extension and specifically for your job. Mm-hmm. The good news is because we're maybe talking about electric vehicles here, Everything is a write-off.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Right? We're talking about a vehicle that was bought for the purpose of business. Interesting point. her had, business. I hadn't, I hadn't gone there. You're right, though. There is so this will be there. a write-off. Yeah.
0: Scott writes that they've had a reservation on a Lucid Air Pure, which is the lowest price Lucid mm-hmm. since late 2021. No doubt they won't see it until 2023. That is, if nothing overheats. Yeah, but, but <laughs> you may get it, and then it may overheat. Exactly. I'm telling you,
1: there's the two categories. I Chokes. stand by that.
0: They write themselves. Mm-hmm. While this is a bit of an apples to oranges comparison, Scott mentions the Genesis GV60 EV. He says Mm -hmm. it looks to be stylish and luxurious. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yes, and while it's more of a compact SUV than a sports sedan, like Joanne has now, the price compared to the Lucid makes it appealing and the styling is unique.
1: All of the above is true, yes.
0: Scott also says the Alpha has garnered Joanne a number of comments and compliments from her high-end clients over the past couple of years. I'm glad. I'm not surprised, though. I think
1: that's great. That's you don't expect your realtor to drive that. And you've probably... Yes. Here's the other thing. I don't care who her clients are. I bet you 95% of them have never even noticed one, let alone been in one.
0: Everybody is so concerned about the home price, the amenities, their budget. Mm-hmm. Joanne just talks about cars with her clients. Because <laughs> they get in like, what's
1: this? Yes, what is this? You're this rocking is cool. one of these? <laughs> I mean, even the sound of that is cool. The sound of the quadrifolio is awesome. You're rocking your way up to the listing <laughs> right, right clear. there. Yeah. The neighborhood I want to take you guys to
0: is over here, but... We're going to take an hour to get there (laughs) because, you know, I've got a portfolio. Uh Well, Scott says with their free solar power and providing her a both fun and comfortable car to drive, he's wanting to move into the electric vehicle market, but it needs to be unique, sexy, and under that $80,000 price cap. Porsche Taycans and Audi e-tron GTs need not apply. They're also not 80 grand. You're going to have to add about. That's that's what he said. 50, that's that's why that. they can't apply because right. they
1: are way above his price point for sure. Yeah,
0: right. He's also not a fan of the iPad on wheels, Tesla's, or the swing and a miss Merck EQS.
1: That's an interesting assessment of both of those. That just not,
0: a bit outside. I'm not really going to say <laughs> that's wrong either. Okay, all right, onward. So he says, while the GV60 is the crossover and the Lucid Air Pure is a luxury sedan, he'd really like our thoughts between the two. Wow, thanks for writing. I am very conflicted on this mm. because the Teslas win on range; they win, yes, absolutely, yeah, just win. Yep. But that might not be priority number one for you. Mm-hmm. That might not be a top of your list because, first of all, you've got the EV charging at your house—that capability—and yeah, yeah, yeah. wh- whatever kind of car you get, you'll of course, mm-hmm. you know, make it possible for that car to to be able to charge. But secondly you're not going long distances. I mean, maybe around the entire Phoenix metro area, but it sounds like you're just in the Scottsdale area, which yeah. means
1: you're not, you won't wear out your battery in a day. It would be curious to know how much range she needs because there is that big question for sure. Yeah. My other concern is
0: she's getting compliments. Joanne is getting a lot of love and attention yeah. and compliments yeah, yeah. and looks because of her car. And because I hate to say it, it's not an SUV. And it's not something you see often. Both of the above. It's very unique Mm -hmm. and it's not just a typical SUV, although SUVs are easier for people to get in and out of, especially clientele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And They've got more space. I like that you're doing this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm very conflicted to recommend an electric SUV. But that's all that all the car manufacturers seem to be making these days because a SUVs are are what people are buying, but B that's the chassis that can pack the most batteries into it mm-hmm. with the exception of Tesla. Yeah. They came out with a model S years ago and it yeah. got great range then.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're and it
0: was right. a sedan and had plenty of space. And why aren't more car companies doing cars like the model S?
1: Mm. I don't have an answer. And and that's still Tesla's best vehicle. The yes. model S is the yes. their
0: best thing by far. If I, yes, if I were to own a Tesla, it would be that way before model X. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. So I want to recommend an SUV, but I, I don't. But SUVs, and especially the large electric SUVs, they've got a lot of space, and they'll probably have pretty good range. But like I said, range might not be the thing. So I started looking around, and I came through a, a list of different manufacturers, and I started with the Polestar 2. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It is also very iPadish. If you haven't seen the instrument yeah, panel, yeah, it's... Yeah iPad-like. It is, yes. Sort of a blend between the Stark Tesla interiors and the current great Volvo interiors. Something to consider. It doesn't look like a car. It doesn't look like an SUV. It looks unique enough, and that's the car that I think could be the replacement. Should you go electric vehicle, full Mm -hmm. electric, Mm -hmm. that could be the nice counterpoint to what the Alpha does now. Somebody's never seen or is familiar with the Alpha brand or the fact that it's back in North America. Mm -hmm. Oh, what's what's this? What are you driving? That reaction will also happen with the Polestar two. Yeah, that's true. What is this?
1: Nobody's going to know. Yeah.
0: I don't know what Polestar is. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is the second one. Okay. Tell me more about it. Sure. Houses. <laughs> I, let's go see some houses. I missed whatever. the first
1: one. Where was the first one? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Very funny. You can't like afford it. the first one. And yeah. it was yeah, exactly. low production.
0: So that might be a car to consider because it's not a Tesla and it won't have the greatest range ever, but it is unique. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's a blend. It's not full iPad, but it's mm, sort of iPadish. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting, and it keeps on that same level of intrigue that Joanne enjoys now. I hadn't thought about that. That's very good. Something to consider. I thought, well, let's go to BMW, and the new BMW i7 starts at $120,000, and it's really ugly. Mm -hmm. I mean, the ugly continues. I don't know why. I don't get it. (laughs) Step away from the cars and just look at them objectively and say, is that pretty? The answer will most likely be no. Hopefully that would change (laughs) the decision in styling, but apparently it hasn't yet. So there's nothing from BMW that I want you to have. Even the i4, I cannot. You're coming from a beautiful alpha. Mm-hmm. I cannot say, go get that i4. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so I kept going to Audi, and I've decided your future electric car is the A6 e-tron. Oh, okay. The A6 e-tron doesn't exist yet. Nobody can buy it. Nobody's driven it. It's mm-hmm. just renderings. Maybe it's a mock-up. It's gorgeous. It is the car. It's sort of the next thing. Really high-end, mm-hmm. gorgeous. You can't buy it. Yeah. The 2022 and newer e-tron SUVs are now available, and the styling is actually better than the prior e-tron. I'm not talking about the e-tron GT, which is the car I really want you to have, but I understand price so is an price. object.
1: And also, honestly, the e-tron GT would be difficult to put clients in the back seats. Yes, it would. It's, it's not good It's really for, small. Let, let me take you somewhere. I'll meet you there, is the Etron GT. Let's just meet <laughs> Which there. Which defeats the entire point. That of does defeat the point, a yes. great car. Moved on to Cadillac. The
0: Lyric is about to be introduced and launched onto the world, and it does have that Ultium scalable battery architecture, and it looks big, but it's an SUV. Is it going to be? Even though it could be great, mm-hmm. I have high hopes for it it's still an SUV and is it going to have the same cachet as your current alpha? Even if you go to that Lotus Elettra that was introduced, Mm -hmm. it's still an SUV, even though it's a Lotus. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Battery powered, but it's still an SUV. So the car I've come to you is an intermediate step. Oh, okay. Because electric cars at this point are expensive and the ones you really want, like that a six e-tron aren't available. Mm hmm. Even your lucid isn't available yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of out there and maybe it's soon. Let's hope it's soon. And maybe you take delivery of the lucid and love it and mm-hmm. we're good, but I'm wondering about an intermediate step. And that is the Volvo S 60 recharge with a lot of horsepower. You can oh, plug it in. Yeah. 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 Great interior. It still has the cachet. The, the interior will give you the most comments from people. Absolutely, yeah. And it's the place you want to be, but that's kind of the entire point of your
1: job. It's total stealth. Otherwise, it is people would really like being in it hit for sure, and it's got a surprising amount of space in the back seat too. Great space yeah.
0: back there. The interior amenities are fantastic. It's a comfortable, wonderful place to be. A lot of horsepower. It's very subtle on the outside, but people will still ask,
1: "Oh, what mm-hmm. is this?"
0: Mm-hmm. Polestar led me to the Volvo s Sure, I see that. Yeah. Volvo has also increased the range up to forty-one miles on pure electric. It's my understanding at this point, so your range is a little bit more increased. Say you start, but it's a in the range, morning. Yeah. You know, and you've got clients, you've got it plugged into the house, you get 41 miles of range, which is great. Mm-hmm. But then it's a hybrid. And like you said, you know, it's still a real car. You still don't have that, oh, I got to finish everything and finish my client sure, meeting yeah. list yeah, yeah. and get back home to charge it in. Because ultimately where I'm going is if you didn't have capability at your house, if you didn't have solar panels, I wouldn't tell you to get an electric car. The charging sure. infrastructure just isn't good enough. I don't care what it is, Interesting. but we keep seeing videos this charger's broken. That one doesn't work. This one takes forever. It's not enough kilowatts coming out of the. We've thing. had that
1: experience on shoots. Exactly. It's been difficult for us to actually shoot electric cars because of the infrastructure issues, and we're we're being smart about it. I mean, yes, we, we are we strategic. Are very strategic. Yes, for sure. Yeah.
0: So I'm suggesting right now an interim step that will help you decide Mm, this mm. really, truly everything we want to do. We want to go forward. Like I said, maybe you take delivery of the lucid and it's great. Lucid looks like it has plenty of space. I think it will be. It's of course, very futuristic, a lot of tech, a lot of amenities and it'll be great, but you're going to have to change your lifestyle to really incorporate that. Maybe not because you've got the charging capability, but do you want an interim step or do you want to just stick with it? Because none of the cars, that I listed are really available yet. Like I said, Mm -hmm. it's kind of lucid or nothing. If you're not buying a Tesla, it's lucid or nothing and you're still waiting. And is it the really the right one? It just seems like all these cars from manufacturers are just still an arm's length away. They're just still
1: out of reach. Uh,
0: Another couple years, another year and a half before that. Maybe if the chip shortage doesn't continue, if prices sort of stabilize and availability is kind of there.
1: Okay, we're still waiting. This this segues right into what I was thinking, and that is, Scott, here's the thing about your email that really struck me. Your email is written about how much you love this Alpha. You wish you could drive it more. It's perfect for your wife. It's perfect for her. You love that she drives it. She loves driving it. And then you go, I guess we should get an EV. <laughs> it, ha- it has an air of, I guess so. It has an air of, gas got expensive. And it did. Gas got very expensive. <laughs> it did. Yeah. But I, a, I do not think gas is going to stay where it is. Agreed. I, I don't. I, there, this gas has done this. I mean, granted, it's always trended up, but gas has done these big swings and back forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we've and we've been. This has been a common thread in a lot of uh, car debates of late, and I get it. We're all going. Did it really cost that much at the pump? Should I get a different car? We're all thinking, and I'm including Paul and I. We're all going. <laughs> Whoa. I haven't filled the expedition in a while. Of course sitting. you haven't. It's sitting. It may sit all summer. It may sit all year it because might. it's like, wow. Yeah. And, and it terrifies me that every car that I have that's supposed to be efficient, I get like six to eight miles per gallon less than everybody else I know. People with Lotuses are like, I get 32 to the gallon. I'm like, I'm lucky if I get 26. You know, and that's Seriously? my most efficient car. Okay. <laughs> my, my wife's Cayenne is like, don't. I don't think you should drive that today. We're all thinking it. Okay. So I'm not saying any of us are immune, but I don't think this is a permanent reality. Mm-hmm. But it's made us all panic Mm -hmm. and think we should buy a car. But here's the second thing going on. Just this week, the interest rate got raised a hefty amount. It did. Which means not only is this not a great time to buy a car for availability (laughs) and the prices being through the roof, but now the interest rate went up. And it might continue to go up. So this is a scary time to buy a car unless you, and I know this is difficult for all of us, unless you need to. And Scott, I don't hear that you and Joanne need to. I hear you're going, well, we have solar panels we could charge an EV should we should we get honey should we get an EV that's what this feels like to me it's almost like a note of resignation in Scott's like,
0: writing I here. guess I guess we I should suppose. get an EV okay
1: and and I like that you put that deposit down on the lucid but here's my question for you back about the lucid versus the GV60 are you telling me Scott that honestly you think you're going to be able to get a GV60 before the lucid gets delivered I don't think so I agree to that those yep. are just now being driven by journalists yes I am yet to see Which means you're a year away yeah from exactly. I <laughs> I have yet to see a single one in the wild, and Park City's getting everything early. Yeah. i have yet to see any. They're almost handing out Rivians at the door of Park City. I was going to say, there's used Rivians over on the corner in it's, Kibble Junction. We're not kidding. It's crazy. So I actually, since the GV60 just got announced, I'm not certain you could get one before your Lucid would be available. Mm. So I don't think there's a, I can rush out and solve this right now which takes the whole question and extends it out enough that in a year, the whole conversation might be different. But I want to speak to this minute, okay? And I am going to circle back to something that Paul looked at and walked away from, and I understand why. And that is the BMW (laughs) i4. It is the BMW M4 styling complete with beaver teeth in electric form. And I'm asking this question, I'm asking it, do you hate it? <laughs> I, I hate to say this because the Alpha's is gorgeous. But what's what do you feel about the i4? Because I'm also going to say this. I almost feel like the i4, because it's all electric, almost gets away with that styling. Almost. Uh, I still don't like it, but I think it almost gets away with that styling. The other thing about the i4 a, that I really like right is the interior is just car. The interior okay. is not... Look at me, I'm electric, I'm weird and different, which is one of the things you're worried about, Scott. The i4 interior just looks like a BMW interior. So I think, and it is right in your price range, and 300 miles worth of range, and it's in your price point, the big boys, and big boys, much faster than you probably need, and of course, looks nicer, but nicer is relative. But it's 270 miles worth of range. My point here is the base one, which is, I think, the I, I think it's the 40, okay? I think the big one is the 500 or yeah. the 560 yeah. or something. Anyway, the point is the, the base one is like $60,000 to start, 300 miles worth of range, and 0 to 60 and 5.5. And That's plenty of power. I think it's a real contender for a replacement. That's not fair. An alternative to your Alpha. It's not a replacement. It's not as attractive. It's not as interesting, but it is a full-on sedan with some actual street cred because of the badge. Decent mileage, decent range. That's the best option I've got for you right now. Between Lucid and GV60, I almost feel like put a deposit down on both and see who shows up first because I think it's going to be a horse race. That's interesting. But all of it brings me back to I think, Scott, you and Joanna are a year away from actually having to make this decision. I agree. And yeah. how much different are gas prices? Somebody's going to write us in a year. They're going to say, <laughs> okay, Your guys, mind. June of last year, you said this about <laughs> gas prices. I don't know what they're Funny. going to do, but my point is Funny. in June of 2023, gas prices are not going to be where they are right now. And my suspicion is they'll be lower. So a year from now is the equation change because now you go, eh, gas is 350 again. I guess I'll keep driving the alpha. I don't know. I don't think this is a right now decision. Hmm.
0: I think you're right on that. My other concern is that in Joanne's new i4, if people get in, they'll say, well, my realtor doesn't really have any taste
1: because have you seen the car she drives? I hope she takes me to see some good looking houses. But you could also say that about (laughs) go see 10 houses with your realtor today. There'll be at least (laughs) one where you're like, oh no, 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 no. Exactly. My realtor thought this is the we had a fantastic when my wife and I bought our house more than a decade ago, we had a fantastic realtor. And there were still a couple of houses she took us to. And I was like, do you know us at all? <laughs> have you met us? So that happens, okay? So I think she might get away with the fact that there's new oddity in the I-4. Might, she might get away with it. But you're right. The Alpha says, I have classy styling. The I-4 says, uh, it's in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> we'll leave it right there. Summer is back, temperatures are warming up. What you need to do is be prepared by protecting your vehicle with a custom-fit dash mat or sunscreen from our friends and long-running supporters, Covercraft. Dash mats are available
0: in a variety of attractive fabrics and colors and will keep your dashboard from being cracked by the sun. And sunscreens will help you reduce those interior temperatures and help keep the sun off the interior surfaces too.
1: When you're shopping at Covercraft.com, remember to use the code EVERYDAY22 to get a 10% discount and it ships for free. You can follow the link from our sponsors page or go directly to Covercraft.com for high-quality covers that keep your car protected and looking its best through all the summer months. Steve G. writes to us
0: as a car fan. He's been a car fan since he was a kid, but he lived in the city as an adult, and he went without a car for 15 years. Wow. Okay. How did you exist? That's
1: pretty great. Well, how did lived you in the survive? He didn't need one. I guess, but how did you... I don't Well, how he survived, it was, it was all pent-up car desire because his story goes on. He just moved to the suburbs during the pandemic, and he researched and found an Alfa Romeo Giulia, and you think, okay, cool. He got it used with only 87 miles on it, which is interesting, but he had a childhood obsession with BMWs. So I want to stop right here and just put a stake in the ground in reference. Okay. Steve, car guy, no cars for 15 years. I can't do the math. I don't have a chart in front of me to know how many cars most people have over a 15-year period. Steve's catching up because he didn't have a car for 15 years, and now he has four. He personally has four. The Julia just started the obsession. Then he was talking to his local mechanic about maybe getting a Z3, which reignited his BMW. He didn't get a Z3, but instead he bought a $1,000 E38 740 IL. That led to a Porsche 944 project car, and then he decided he couldn't resist. He bought himself an E36 328 IS4 autocross. Four cars for just Steve. This does not count the fact that his... Very, I'm sure, tolerant wife has a 2019 Impreza, so that's car number five. They went from no Whoa. cars to five cars, kind of oh overnight. Gosh.
0: Well, Steve asks us: Is should he cash out on the Julia? He loves driving all of his cars, but it stresses him out knowing he could get thirty grand for the Julia and save a ton on insurance to start saving for an eventual, you guessed it, electric car.
1: <laughs> He says electric Cayman, but yes, electric car in general. Yeah,
0: I don't know about electric Caymans. We'll see. It's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. We'll We'll see. see. As you said, his wife has the Impreza, which they take on road trips. He feels confident doing almost all the work on his older cars, but would he be totally crazy to put winter tires on the 36-year-old Porsche 944 and daily it to work 15 miles round trip? He doesn't really want to expose his rust-free Southern BMWs to salt. Or should he just get something cheap as a winner beater? That would be car number six.
1: (laughs) Number five for Steve. Number six for the family. No cars in 15 years. We have to catch up. I got to catch up. up.
0: But he ends his email saying that he really loves his Julia. And he doesn't need the money right now. And he wonders if he's being financially stupid. (laughs)
1: You wrote the wrong podcast for financial advice. <laughs> exactly. First off, we have to always clarify that. Yes.
0: If you ever look up and think, you know, hmm, am I being financially stupid when it comes to cars? The answer is yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but do not write us because we will help you with your stupidity. Exactly. We will add to the fire. We're, we're here.
0: I can't decide. You, you said okay. you don't need the money, but you want to save for the eventual electric car. But that's out there. The the electric Cayman will come. You're right. At some point, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it hasn't really been announced. Even though they have that prototype and they've been doing stuff with it, that's the obvious There's chassis for them to do. No that with. announcement. True, There's no true, true. Yeah. anything out there. And like I said, with the prior email for Scott and Joanne, uh-huh. all the really cool electric cars that we really want, yeah, aren't here. True. They don't true. exist. Yep. Everybody brings up the Tesla Roadster like they talk about the GR Corolla. Yeah, but the Tesla Roadster has spec, spec, stat, spec, spec. Does it exist? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, but the Cybertruck stat, spec, stat. Uh-huh. Look at the
1: stat. You can buy a camper for the Cybertruck.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You uh-huh. can buy the ATV to put in the back and mm. have your camper. And have your- Nope. Mm. All the cool Lucids, all the cool Lotuses,
1: the Ferrari Puro Sang. Yes, that's what the world needed. Doesn't exist. Yeah. Can't buy it. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually on all these, but not right now. This is the the other side of the hype trade. We're all excited about cars that are two years out. I mean, all of us. This is the cow catcher on the front of the hype train. (laughs) We're all wanting to buy a car. you're right off off the track. At least two years out right now. Guy, I want you to enjoy your cars. Mm.
0: Steve, I love that you're playing catch-up. I agree. I still don't know how you existed as a human being. Without going without a car for 15 years. How did you live? How did you eat without
1: thinking about... You probably did. Well, you realize that means that pretty much... 15 years. Hang on. That's a while. You and I have been doing this show 15 years as of July. That means that for almost the entire time we've done this show, Steve has been a car guy without a car. Think about that. Oof. I I have many thoughts here, Steve. First off, um, if you're wondering about financial sense... There's, there's no financial sense. <laughs> we'll center. just close but, down but what, the conversation but what is, here. But what I think is funny is two things at once here. You're asking a financial sense question, followed on by saying the car you're going to sell is the only modern car. But it's also the car he really loves. He says, I
0: really yes, love my Juliet.
1: But the only car you're thinking about selling, you're talking about financial sense now, is the one that is modern and will run and can do everything. That's the one on the chopping block? You have a 7 series you bought That's for $1, a $1000 enthusiast thinking right there. It is there. it absolutely we are all we are with you <laughs> man. Totally. Steve, I get it. But but let's let's back up and try to be objective, which is hard. You have a you have a $1000 7 series. What's that car for? You have a 944 you refuse to drive except maybe now you might put winter tires on it but that scares you too and you will not drive the 7 series in the winter at all. So both <laughs> of those cars are cars that essentially you can't use. The 944 scares you for reliability, which is why you're asking, should I really try to drive this in the winter? And the answer is probably no. You probably already know that. That's why you're asking because you're Mm -hmm. already going, I shouldn't do that. So the 944 doesn't work as a daily. The 7 Series doesn't work as a daily. You have both of them around, and you're going to sell your daily And then, uh, I'm not even going to count the E36 because you've actually said that's an autocross car. So I'll leave that car out of the discussion because I get that that has a purpose. But the 7 Series and the 944 can't be dailied. You have a daily you love. You're going to get rid of the daily. (laughs) That's where the financial sense loses me, Steve, is you need a daily. Now, is it the the Julia? Is Is the fact that the Julia is actually worth a little bit of money, is that scaring you so much that you need to get out of it for your own sanity? And I do understand that. Then I say sell the Julia and get yourself a fifteen or twenty thousand dollar car that you don't mind being in the snow. Get yourself an old WRX. Get yourself a Saab 92X. You like project cars. Get a Saab 92X for 15 grand and make it the world. that'll be the nicest Sob 92X ever. <laughs> oh and then keep it the nicest Saab <laughs> 92X ever, because those are Legos. They've got parts. There's a fun daily that can be a winter car, but what you need is something recent-ish. I'm gonna say ten years maybe 15, but something recent that's reliable. Mm. And as much as there are jokes mm. about an alpha Julia, not being reliable car on your lineup, it's the Toyota, my friend, it's the one that just runs. The Julia is just like that. Let's take the Julia. It'll always run compared to the rest of the stuff in your garage. You need a daily. You need a daily. You enjoy, you have a daily you enjoy and you want to sell it. That's where I'm confused. I'm really trying to decide here. Well, while you're deciding, I also have this question, Steve, do you need an electric car? Because you said you moved to the suburbs. No, no. but he's all backed up with a yeah. 15-year thing. Yeah, he he's is. He's all pent up. And he is, yeah. But, but my, try my question is, Steve, I, there's nothing wrong with you getting an electric car. You maybe could get an electric daily. We could possibly go there too. But the thing you haven't told us and the thing you have to dig into is where are you? How many miles do you need to do regularly? Do you have the charging infrastructure in your house? Can you get it? Where are other charges around? you got to look all this stuff up because buying the electric car does take some forethought at this point. And you're already thinking, well, I need to get an electric. Is your life set up for an electric? Will it be in five Mm -hmm. years? I don't even know. That's a whole separate question. I'm still stuck on the fact you want to sell the reliable modern daily. (laughs) To me, the principle, I
0: think it's Occam's razor with the, the most obvious. The most obvious is the answers. answer yes. is the
1: truth. Yeah, basically is the one basically.
0: to go after. Okay. You know, when you think of hoof beats, think horses, not zebras. Nobody thinks <laughs> zebras, right? You're thinking horses. Yeah. There will be the eventual electric car. But you said eventual. Mm-hmm. The electric Cayman has not been even announced as a potential thing to buy from a dealership. Yeah, you're right. It's so far out there. There's other electric cars, I guarantee you, that'll come up, too.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. I for mean, sure. Mercedes-AMG is going to amg their electrics. They're already doing it. The one thing that AMG is really good at is crazy amounts of power. And the one thing the electric cars all do, even the tiny little hatchbacks, <laughs> is provide you crazy power. There's the Plaid Edition this yes. and the V Edition that. But it doesn't and... even need to be a Tesla. You have an electric hatchback. Yes. This is why people with Chevy Bolts are hunting down sports cars exactly. or supercars at the light because they're like, yeah, I'm electric. Bring it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think if you sell, if you do your recipe, if you if you do this, you sell your alpha, you get thirty grand, and you tell yourself you're going to be saving for an electric car. That'll <laughs> last about eleven minutes before you're on. Bring a trailer, going. Oh, I don't know, those <sighs> cost that much. I always wanted one of those. Uh, as of the last exactly. five minutes ago, yeah, for sure. Oh, huh, that's what those cost. Yep. Well, I didn't know I could afford that. Totally. Yes. It will not end because fifteen years. You're backed up. You're all clogged (laughs) you're right absolutely yep you've just solved that with your lineup you've Mm. just solved i want you to take time to enjoy it take the summer driving season to enjoy your cars Mm. i was going to say a year but let's just do a driving season enjoy your cars that will dictate how where they go in your life okay like it like you said that alpha okay that's the reliable commuter the grocery store errands just runs road trips oh what do we do with this 1000 dollar 7 series well, i don't know but hopefully a summer driving season will inform you that a you're going to drive it or b you're not you'll yes, sell it yes agreed then I mean, you'll it. start autocrossing your e36 328is <laughs> over the that summer driving fun. That season really fun, okay that fits in there mm-hmm. yeah and then you still got your 944 to tool around on work on weekends and mm-hmm. have people over and
1: Crack I have a, 944, a yeah.
0: frosty beverage. And, and, a, and a big work box on, of parts. Yes. <laughs> so you'll figure out where all those fit in. We don't know exactly how long you've owned all these cars.
1: Apparently five minutes. since It's, it's been it 15
0: years. it feels like about <laughs> two minutes long. Yes. And that you haven't gotten the enjoyment out of them yet. And I know there's this temptation to just, so let's cycle through. 15 years I've gone without a car. I just have to experience mm-hmm. it. I've had that Car for about five minutes, and I'm ready for the next and onwards. I I know I get it. <laughs>
1: it's like the 15 minutes of fade for his garage. Oh, 16 minutes. That's you got. You got to go.
0: You're out. Bring a trailer. Hello. Could you please get rid of this for me? I want you to enjoy your cars. Well, you still have the Impreza.
1: Yes, that's the road. That's the all-purpose one. That's the all-purpose, really reliable one. Is the Impreza. That that that's car five. But his daily is going. The
0: sentence where you said you don't want to expose your rust-free Southern BMWs assault. How expensive were your BMWs?
1: <laughs> How much do you pay for? That is a great point. You, and you a, don't want to expose them to salt. You have a thousand dollar seven series. Really? You don't want to expose it to, to salt. Uh huh.
0: The value has probably already gone up. Uh huh. And you're not driving it because of salt.
1: That's a great point.
0: Drive them all. Mm-hmm. Then figure out. Okay. Well, you know that'll be the salt car. That'll be the fun car. That'll be the.
1: You don't I, want to expose your $1,000 BMW to salt? I will admit that our cars of the past, I bought that, three, that 300ZX, okay? And we were driving it over the winter. And I, was, I just thought, okay, this is what we're doing. I'm going to dedicate myself to the fact that we're doing this. But there is that part of me that thought, all we do is salt roads here in Utah. Do yeah. I really want to drive that all winter? And I just got really meticulous at a spray wash near me that has like the super soaker jets that do the undercarriage. Mm-hmm. I hit it a lot all winter. I had that car on a lift recently. I looked under it. It was awesome. It looks great underneath there. I'm glad to hear that. So, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not saying that there's no rust in sure. I'm not saying it's and perfect. And you're judicious about when and where you yes, drove that car in the winter. Which clearly, Steve has that same option because he's got five cars to himself. <laughs> right. But, but that's the thing. My point, my other point here is that it isn't like it's an impossibility. that Well, you drove it in the winter. That chassis is just going to disintegrate. I mean, it might disintegrate because it's a $1,000 7 Series. I mean, i I had this thought, Steve, and I was not laughing
0: at you. I was just <laughs> reminiscing about okay. the Phaeton and the Maserati on the salt flats. Oh yeah, that's a whole other thing. There is no way you can ever get all the salt out of the nooks and crannies. It just—it's a permanent part wherever those cars
1: are now. They're two owners that back from us now, and those owners are still <laughs> dealing with salt. I guarantee they're like a hunk of meat that's preserved yes. in salt. Yes. And it's not like you're parking in a salt mine. I mean, we took ours to the saltiest place we could think of. The probably truth. the saltiest place on planet Earth. True. And, and honestly, the, and, and Shane, who won, and I'm putting it in quotes, <laughs> who won the Phaeton could attest <sighs> because it wound up in D.C. with him for a couple of years. And every time he washed the car, it left a salt <laughs> ring on his driveway because more water got down into the crevices and flushed out more salt. And the salt flat salt yes. is like salt mixed with superglue. Yes, it's this it's this clump of stuff that you can't you like can't get off your hand. You're flicking your hand and it won't get off your hand. Stop it! Yes, that's, that's what it is, and it's all up in. I remember at one point before I put that car in the truck. Sorry, <laughs> I looked great. up behind the wheel well in the front bumper. I happened to crack it and be like, "Oh no!" And then I closed it because it was just salt. So, Steve. You got to try harder, man. You want to salt a car? That's that's what you do. The
0: rear springs on the Maserati wouldn't fully compress over bumps because of all the salt in the springs. <laughs>
1: Two odors later, get out of there. Where are those cars? So I'm just saying, it's all relative.
0: I want you to enjoy your cars. I, we could suggest all the other eventual cars that I believe you'll have mm-hmm. because I believe you will get rid of that Alpha. But you said you've got 87 miles, so maybe it's got what. A couple thousand on it right now? Probably, yeah. Go drive that bad boy. Yes, drive it all the time. Delight in driving it. And then you've got all these others. Like I said, you will figure out what car part of your life they fit into. And then you'll know. Mm -hmm. Well, I've solved the problem. Inadvertently, I love them all. I'm going to keep them. Things are good. and Or, you know what? I guess I don't need a $1,000 7 Series.
1: Well, you certainly don't need to be precious with it. We will say that. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Turn
0: that in or
1: sell it for more than you
0: bought it and move on to the next. The the electric car thing, I think, is out there. I mean, way out
1: there. More than an arm's length. It's It's not right now.
0: Years away for you, and you've got time to enjoy these cars, so
1: please enjoy them. You guys are always great about questions. Thank you for sending us questions. I'm going to start right here with Facebook. John on Facebook said, if money was no object, wouldn't that be fun? If money was no object, what kit car would we purchase for a weekend driver, assembled or non? I have an answer on this. Ooh, okay. Because I'm not a big kit car guy, and I am the guy that would buy it assembled. I, I am not I, – I, I need it to be – dialed in by somebody that knows what they're doing, preferably the people that made the kit. I'd love to pay them to make make it. And there are multiple kits for what I'm about to bring up, but I have a car for sure that I would do. Okay. It's the Daytona Coupe. Because that's a yes. car that not only have you and I driven, we drove the Factory 5 version. There's other. Super Performance makes a great one. The the Super perf- Performance one actually has a better interior than the one we drove. The one we drove was very much like a race car interior. Which so, is cool. Yes, for sure. Super Performance can do ones, and other people have done it too, where it actually looks kind of more like a normal sports car, modern interior in that shape. But mm-hmm. this is a car mm-hmm. you can't buy. The real ones you cannot buy. They're way too expensive, and if you did, you wouldn't drive them, which is what we talk about in that piece. There's also six of them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's a car that, the one that we drove was a Factory 5 with every option, and I I cannot stress this enough, perfectly dialed in, because it was a Factory 5 show car built for Haggerty. Yes. And they'd done everything very right. Watch that piece that we have on YouTube and and Amazon and everywhere else. Thoroughly enjoyed driving that car. I would get big old mufflers on the exhaust (laughs) pipes because it was brutal, but... (laughs) If I could have, like, built to my spec a Daytona Coupe as a Mm. kid car built by somebody, I would do that. That's really good. Ted Theologan
0: was surprised to hear me acknowledge that in my new Cayman piece— That I might never own a 911 that has just dropped on our main channel. You saw Todd's, uh, gosh, what was that? Number seven long-term update? This is only the third for me. I've done
1: one a year on our Cayenne. The 150,000-mile update on the Cayenne was back back a couple weeks ago. You just dropped your third, like, really intensive piece. We've had your Cayman in other shoots. It just hasn't been about just the Caymans. This is your third, like, intensive, I own this car. It's actually a really great piece.
0: Yeah, thank you. I have not gotten rid of it yet. I did this piece, and so in there, I was talking about 911s because of the rotation of Caymans and how good they are. Yeah. That I do have the benefit of having driven all the 911s this is and true. hopefully that will continue to drive newer ones. But to be honest, the new ones, the ones that I really want are too expensive. I can't afford them. Mm. And the Cayman has just always appealed to me because of its relative affordability. Things have of course gone up since yeah. the 986 and 987 generation car, but it always seemed to be the sweet spot of, Hey, enthusiasts, you can get there, you know, you can aspire to that dollars wise. And it's still a great amount of performance. It's almost like a Corvette in that sense.
1: Interesting, I see that.
0: And it's always been that aspirational car for yeah. me, and that I was able to own now my second one, and it's still so good. The driving dynamics have not disappeared; they've not gotten old. It hasn't aged out. It's still really good. And if I don't own a 911, bummer. I love them. Yeah. I hope yeah. to. I hope to make enough money to be able to afford one, but I don't know that I'd trade in the Cayman to get a 911 mm. because the Caymans are so good. I I would have to acknowledge in any video I do with a 911. I'd still be lamenting in the video. Yeah, this is good and cool, and it's you know, especially the GT3 the yeah. double wishbone suspension and the arrow, and it's actually faster than the Cayman. But man, those Caymans are great. Yeah, they
1: are great. They really. I'd still are be good.
0: talking about that. Interesting. Also, there's a question. Uh, no, not a question from Tino about the Ford Maverick Raptor logo. It's a statement. Tino <laughs> has figured out the Uh-oh. logo. Okay. It needs to be a Velociraptor flying an F-22 Raptor upside down over a MiG, giving the Raptor claw
1: to the MiG. <laughs> so it's actually now a Top Gun reference. It's pretty so funny. So that's pretty classic, I have to admit. Okay, on, maybe I'll sketch that. On Instagram, Colnago1331 says, he's considering, we've got another one, considering trading in his daily driver, Alpha Julia, here we are again for a new BRZ or Miata and a winter beater. He said, how bad will I feel making payments on a car that will stay in the garage on the severe weather days? And he said, yes, I'll be getting winter tires. What confuses me about this and makes me think it's no big deal is you're suggesting you're going to buy a BRZ or a Miata and put winter tires on it. You're going to have a winter beater for it sounds like only the most severe days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think this will bother you. I really don't think it will. I think what's str- what struggle for me is the fact that the Elise goes away for like three months at a time. And that's a bummer. I, I, that's genuinely a bummer. I keep walking by it going, oh, man, I want to drive that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you're talking about, I mean, what's, you're going to have a terrible day for a couple of days and then it's going to be okay. If you have winter tires on, you keep driving your BRZ or Miata. You missed what, one day this week? Or a couple days this week, I don't think it would bother you. I think if that's something you want to do and that winter beater is just for the most severe weather, I think you'd love it.
0: Retro Skippy says the year is 2027. Uh oh. We find ourselves at an undisclosed vehicle testing facility with a small test track, canyon mm. roads, and some simulated city traffic. Toyota has brought the Everyday Driver team to consult on its top secret new Electric 86 project due to some concerns about its initial feedback. Mm. It looks great, remains under 3,000 pounds has good enough range and still nails the handling dynamics thanks to a brand-new reverse rollerblade
1: platform. (laughs) It's not a skateboard platform. It's a reverse (laughs) rollerblade platform. I see what you did there. I'm liking this fantasy, by the way. It's very good. Toyota is concerned about negative feedback. It's gotten about the lack of engine noise and
0: wants our opinion on the issue. Unsolicited opinion. Uh, We're
1: honored. That's that's really what we do on this podcast anyway. (laughs) It's just unsolicited opinions. (laughs) Anyway, we're good at that. Excellent. Number
0: one, do we leave the car silent? and Drivers will eventually get used to that. Number two, double down on better fake engine noises. <laughs> Ferrari V12s piped into the.
1: <laughs> that
0: sounds just like a Cobra. Is That's that an weird. F1 car? My car sounds like an F1 car on the inside.
1: There was that old Peugeot that had the, the screen you could dial in what you wanted it to sound That's like fine. when it was like a GTR. Anyway, moving on. Or number three, do you try to replace that aural connection
0: with another sound or even another of the senses? So you're saying the car is sorted, it's good. So it is getting negative feedback because of engine noise or lack thereof because Mm -hmm. it's an electric car, and you're stating it right there. It's amazing to me the continual comments that we get about manual transmissions. Mm -hmm. Cars are to be disregarded if they don't have a manual transmission. Mm -hmm. I agree to that. There's the manual brings out so much character out of car personality. I love manual transmissions. We all do. I shouldn't even be saying this, it's such
1: an established (laughs) thing. (laughs) Not necessary to put a stake in the ground. The stake is in there deep. Yes.
0: And yet, we still have these conversations about, yeah, Ferraris and Lamborghinis and McLarens and Koenigseggs and Paganis and all these car manufacturers don't offer manual transmissions and yet they're still so lusted after.
1: Yeah. They're the, the
0: pinnacle. Yeah. That came in GT4 RS. Guess what? It doesn't come with a
1: manual. Good point. Nor will it. Good point. It might, but it doesn't. Well, moment. maybe, but we'll see if somebody yells. And everybody's it just yeah. a God. Yeah. Gog, sure. uh-huh.
0: GT4 RS. Blah. Yeah, yeah. Meltdown. Yeah. PDK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't want it because it's not engaging, right? <laughs> Same thing with electric cars. It's almost like everybody has resigned themselves to no fun. Well, huh? I think uh, the electric something, electric Miata, electric 86, whatever that'll be. It'll be really good, right recipe. And we're resigning ourselves Mm -hmm. to no noise. And yet noise is such an integral part of cars and what we love about cars. We get so many comments on the, oh my gosh, does that sound bad? Or, oh man, I had no idea. That sounds so good. I loved it. That's part of the video watching experience. Yeah, for sure. For sure it is, yeah. It's tough to make beautiful
1: electric drive-by, electric car drive-bys. It's just our voices over the top. You're right. What's interesting is that we recently drove, and it's going to be a TV episode, and then it comes everywhere else. We recently drove the Audi e-tron GT. Mm -hmm. And that car, at least on the inside, had an ascending, it had a a climbing electric whir about it that wasn't a constant drone of the same. It actually changed. Now you had to have your foot in it. But if you put your foot in True. it. It had this accelerating drone about it that was very sci-fi. Okay. And I think if that existed in an electric car where it, it connected to the pedal, that you could get more were or less were, but it was an organic to, to the idea of an electric car, an organic whistling that relates to the engine spinning. I feel like the other thing that's happened with electric cars is there's been an attempt to dumb that down, to, to, to insulate that and one of the first cars mm. i remember driving where mm. i really heard that was the e-tron
0: they like the they e- did
1: let loose with it the eqs made almost no noise at all it was a completely silent experience. just sort of the, but the point the, exactly right? but the but the interesting thing about electric cars once you insulate all of that worrying away you're left with noises that aren't good you're mm-hmm. left with tire noise and wind noise yeah and those are every car has that Take a Bronco with the big old tires on it. It has tons of that. Yeah, there is also some engine noise in there. So, you're saying so you are saying put a deer whistle on the bumper? I'm, I'm, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that's solve. problem solved. <laughs> EVs with a deer whistle, it's perfect. But right. a little kazoo in the front that goes. <laughs> but no, but I think if we had a, an actual it makes sense with the car electric were, for sports cars, mm-hmm. we could probably probably make the jump. But it's the fact that the noise doesn't seem to equate to what we're doing that makes it a disconnect. I like that. I'm absolutely on
0: board with that. And that's the answer. But I'm going to add number four, Retro Skippy. Oh. Option number four is to make it a game. (laughs) The car will introduce today's noise. It got downloaded last night. Exactly. What's today's noise? And you have to guess it and talk to the car. Is that a 50s Lada? Hmm. That sounds like... Mm, Something old from the 70s. There's a
1: whole department at Toyota that's just... Yes. It's like the Google Doodle that changes every day. Exactly. There's a whole...
0: Oh, no. Today's noise is brought to you by Duesenberg. It's just silence. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, it's just a guessing game. Today's
1: noise (laughs) is the barn find noise. Creak, and then silence. (laughs) Exactly. Now, some rusty hinges
0: for your listening pleasure. Guys, thank you so much for all your questions. We really appreciate it. Write to us, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com. With your topic Tuesdays, your car conclusions, and most of all, your car debates. Yeah. We love debating cars. And if you agree with us, that's awesome. We wish you good driving homework. If you don't, you think you're way out there. Ride us anyway. We'd love to hear why, but yeah. we love hearing those conclusions like, you guys suggested this. You're so far off base. I got this instead. But at least we got you thinking differently. Agreed. Agreed. That's the entire point. Looking forward to next time. As usual. Cheers, everyone.